brother you know we called it you know i know we're a little late to the party but we called it you know and we're going to talk about that we're not going to spend too much time on that because it's already history we're late to the party but we're going to still talk about this shit ladies and gentlemen my name is Spiro. i am your host this is the rational rage fight show and with me is none other than the man of four faces the four faces of death my brother JT Supreme, DJ Mass Effects, Zorba Dundee, Jimmy T. What's cracking lacking, but you're missing one more, brother. Which one? Jimmy Truth, bro. Because I, I, oh, speak, I speak truth, J, bro. J Truth in the house. <laughs> the, five, the five faces of fear, bro. That, <laughs> but not only the truth, you said it just before, bro. We called it. Round one, it, brother. it was done. We'll fucking spinning truth, bro. And yep, yep. And I wh- called the strategy. You called <laughs> the round. And let um, me tell you, man. For those of you out there who think this shit was fixed, man, um, you may want to look at it from another angle. I said what Jake Paul should do is just fucking fire off straight shots, work behind a jab, and pop that right cross. And it was that right cross that did it in round what? <laughs> and you called it. You uh, I believe round, it was round uno. <laughs> round uno. So for those of you that bet on Jake Paul, you bet right and you owe us money. For those of you that heard the pre-show, because it was on the pre-show that we said this, on the pre-fight show, actually, on the day of. So send over any banking details to uh, rationalrage.mailbag at gmail.com and we'll send you the uh, PayPal or Venmo info, you know, Cash App or whatever the fuck. Anyways. Well, you know what, Spirit? Before we continue, bro, I was going to say, I think from now on, we should be uh, putting bets on, bro, because I think we can clean up. (laughs) Now, we got to do it legally because, you know. Legally, legally, of course. (laughs) You know, man, we don't want to get into any... Uh, Dana White type uh, <laughs> controversy. You know, there's some allegations of illegal bets. I don't think Dana White is that stupid. But anyways, I rem- look, man, the fucking haters are going to hate. I'm not a fan of Jake Paul. Okay? I'm just not. Um, I said it here. He's not a world-class fighter. He's a novice. But you got to give the man respect for what he's doing. He's He's taking the sport of boxing serious, okay? He's putting in the work. He's going to the gym. He's showing up the fucking fight camp and he's sparring. He's putting in the fucking time. He is learning to try to perfect his craft, which is boxing. Okay. So a lot of haters, man, a lot of haters out there. And I cringe because it's like, you know, a lot of the, the people I see hating are people from the fight game. I was going to say that. The world right. of, people from the world of boxing, people from the world of MMA, people from the world of kickboxing, you know, man. And, and I'm like, oh, man, what what are you doing, man? You know, just fucking leave the guy alone, man. Let him make his money. You know, man, all you motherfuckers are, are pissed off because this fucking YouTuber came into your world and he took advantage of a situation and he's making money. It sucks, man. I fucking get it. I fucking get it. 
but you can't say that the guy's not legit. Again, I'm not saying that he's a world-class <laughs> fighter. He never will be. Okay? No, no way. And it's crazy that we're even talking like that too, right? I mean, right. think about it. It is. It's crazy. But, but continue on, Spirit. No, man. I'm just saying is, that, you know, yo, listen, just just don't tune into his fights anymore. You know, <laughs> I see all, all these people talking all this shit, but they bought the fucking event and they tuned in. They tuned in just so that they can talk shit. Anyways, man, let's fucking move on from that. But if you still believe that this was fake, look, man, we said it. Uh, ben Askren showed up to a fight. He probably, I mean, he he just looked like he didn't give a fuck. He was just happy to be there to get punched and make money. Well, before, right. Right. And before we do move on, if people really thought Ben Askren was going to beat fucking Jake Paul. Come on, man. Like, Well, listen, man, you know, funny thing is that, that Ben Askren did what we thought he should done to fucking try to win the fight. He fucking tried to, like, get in. He tried to <laughs> close the distance under the punches. You know, he connected, like, one good shot. Hey. Uh, Jake Paul said that he didn't get hit. But that's bullshit. But, you know, dude, that fucking right hand landed. It landed fucking flush. It caught him on the button. He went down good. <laughs> and if you look, good. and if you look at Ben Askren getting up from that knockdown, he was not on fucking steady legs. Okay? <laughs> no. You know, he, he was not, man. Take, take a good look at his composure. Was the fight prematurely stopped? Yeah, I would have given Ben Askren, knowing who he is and, you know, where he comes from, I would have given him the benefit of the doubt. I would have given him the round to fight on and let him go out on his shield. But um, when the referees stopped the fight, he wasn't really protesting. He said something to, to the referee. He fucking claims he said, are you sure you want to do this? Because I'm fine. The ref said, you're not fine. <laughs> Listen, bro, Ben Askren did not fucking protest. I think he fucking he tasted knew, He tasted that YouTube power. <laughs> Probably Very didn't cool. want any more of it. <laughs> Probably didn't want any more of it and said, listen, man, I'm taking home a nice oh, chunk man. of change. <laughs> I don't he, need this shit. That's it, man. And he did. Hey, look, even though you said if you were the ref, you would have given Ben Askren the benefit of the doubt and just let him continue one more time. I right. think the ref done the made the right decision, bro. He was done. He was yeah, done, bro. You know. Was- yeah. Listen, man. Again, you you can say that he made the right decision. I mean, at the end of the day, his main job in there is to protect these fighters, right? And nine times out of ten, the the one you have to protect the fighter from is himself. Man. Exactly. You know. Uh, but again, man, you know, Ben didn't give a fuck. Ben didn't care about his about his legacy. Ben didn't care about what this meant to him. You know, listen, he made his money. He went home. Him and his wife, they seemed, it seemed to be like any other day to them. So Ben moved on. I say that we do that. Too. I think we all need to move on. I mean, the MMA world just lost its Oh my collective. God, bro. And see, every time we say about moving on, I just wanted to touch on 
Man, these guys need to get over this shit, man, including all the MMA fighters that are all bitching and, and even Dana White threatening to fucking sue these fighters for for doing what they're doing, you know what I mean? Apparently, while still under UFC contract. Give me a break. You think he didn't fucking let that happen? Of course he fucking did. He's just... fucking. It's fucking publicity, man. Exactly, you know, listen, man. I'm a boxing purist, okay? I'm a right. boxing purist. And I'm going to say two things about this. Number one, what Jake Paul is doing is he's is he's bringing eyes back to fucking box. Love him or fucking right. hate him. Exactly. He's he's bringing eyes back on to boxing and he's bringing along with him. A lot of fight fans are fucking dumb, fucking <laughs> stupid. They don't know a fucking right cross <laughs> from a fucking back fist. Spinning back fist, but yet they're all they're all experts, right? But yet me but, and you, bro, called it to a T, bro. We called right, it exactly, exactly. But exactly. Yeah, we did. You, you called it to the so, cross. I called it yeah. round one, and that's exactly what fucking happened, bro. And if you don't believe us, you can go down our fucking catalog <laughs> okay, and check out the fight show, the the pre-fight show. And we called it, but um, facts, straight facts. But I'm going to say this, man. I'm not a fan of Triller's, uh, what do you call it? Production and just the way they're Production. doing shit. Right. Yeah, I'm I'm not a fan of this shit. Snoop, I love your fucking music, man. <laughs> I'm a fan, dude. I love that you support fucking, you know, marijuana to the fullest. <laughs> but bro, anytime, yo, man, anytime Snoop is involved in something, it, it's like, Fucking cringy, bro. Yeah, it bro. Makes me cringe, man. It's like, I, dude, you're right. Damn. And I'm a fan of Snoop, a, a lifelong fan of Snoop. But man, this and no pun intended, but this has his paws all over the production, bro. With the music shit, and and he, he was all over the fucking place. Man. He really was, bro. And and you can fucking see it. So I'm just praying that they don't do this shit on the serious fights, bro. Because if they do that, you know, it's gonna man. it's gonna look weird, bro. It's gonna look whack. Every, yeah, but this shows you how fucking desperate the world of boxing is, man. I mean, right. you fucking had you had De La Hoya there, right? Who else? Yeah. Oh wait, Combustus was there too, I think, bro. Was he really? Yeah, he was. He was. He actually was. Well, listen, he was, man, bro. I, I'll tell you this, man. The production, everybody involved, just unprofessional, man. I'm just gonna say this, and we're gonna move on. I think it's time for Jake Paul to fight a legit fighter. You know, he's had three pro fights. None yeah. of them were fucking boxers. He had three pro boxing matches. But you know what this was essentially, really? It's like a wrestling jobber match, bro. Like a squash match. They're all squash matches, man. Let's be real. You know what I mean? A legit one, though. Yeah, legit. Legit. Legit, like the Nate Robinson fight was a joke. This, this fucking, this, this call up for what it was, right? But this, yeah, no fucking, come on, no fucking business, no business. And you know what, man? If they do put him up against a a content, not a contender, but like a maybe someone with a who just sort of started off, like who's probably had about ten fights tops, right? Fight a journeyman, even even that, even that. That's been in the game. That's like the boxing equivalent of enhancement talent you know somebody that's had a bunch of fights lost a lot of them (laughs) you know a tough guy that can give most top guys a tough fight but i'll tell you gonna win the fight i'll tell you the perfect guy bro 
Anthony Mundane. No, fuck no. You know what? Yeah, Mundane would probably lose right now, bro. That's how bad he's done. Yeah. But you know what? Butterbean would be the perfect exhibition fight. Ah, uh, no, dude. That's come on, hey. That's Chula. That's that. got Chula written all over it, bro. For a Jake Paul match? Yeah. For a Jake oh, Paul shit. match, I think that would be the. You know how you said a journeyman that's f- had a lot of fights. Yeah, but he's the perfect the, candidate, bro. But it, you know what I'm saying? But does Butterbean come down or does Jake Paul go up? Because I think it's easier if fucking Jake Paul goes up. Yeah, I, I, you go that way. I mean, Butterbean oh, ain't going down, brother. <laughs> nah, bro. To be honest, wait a minute. How much? How much did did Jake Paul weigh in for this match? For this fight, you remember? He was pretty heavy, bro. He's he's a fucking heavy. He could go into heavyweight. He'd be like a light heavyweight, though. Like technically, his anyway. weight would be like a light heavyweight in terms of that. But he's, I think he I'm could he sure could now. fight. I'm in- Listen, man, the time is now. Enough of this bullshit. The first fight against a YouTuber, we get it. That was just some bullshit YouTube beef shit, and they got it sanctioned and. Then he fought a fucking athlete, and then he fought a fighter that that's not a boxer. But he again, you've had three pro boxing matches and against zero boxers. You've got to fight a boxer. Now. That's it. No, one hundred percent agree. And just quietly, Jake Paul weighed at weighed about eighty six kilograms, which is about two hundred and twenty something pounds, say roughly around. Did there. he really? Yeah, that, or, or 240. Yeah, that's heavy, I bro. I swore he was under 200 pounds for the fight. Oh, no, well, you're right. He's on, one, 190 and a half, pretty much. All right. So he's not really too far from the heavyweight limit. No, he's uh, not, no. Limit, uh, because I think 190, that's what is that? It's, uh, it's cruiserweight, right? That's cruiserweight, yeah. That is definitely cruiserweight. No, it is. That is 100%, bro. So, yeah, man. So... Well, that's it, man. It's it's time to put up a shut up, man. You know, you got all these MMA fighters calling them out, and I think they look stupid for fucking do, calling out a YouTuber. But I'm going to tell you this, brother. I respect any fighter on the planet, whether it's kickboxing, whether it's fucking MMA, boxing, taekwondo, point karate. I respect them all, brother. But these but fucking, a lot of these MMA fighters, bro, <laughs> they got the fucking, they got the mentality of a fucking spoiled brat, of a fucking infant, man. You know, <laughs> what are you doing calling out a fucking YouTuber? How stupid do you look? Bro, it's either for the money, they want to get that fight, or they're fucking butthurt, bro. Because you but know what's I'll tell going you this, on. Though. Right. I'll tell you this, though. Mike Perry has a fucking legit grudge, though. I'll give him that. <laughs> he does, bro. <laughs> so, uh, you know, uh, okay, maybe a fucking case can be made for for him, but everybody else, especially somebody like Cormier, man. Oh, but then on, again, man, Cormier is a guy that knows how to work a fucking crowd. Oh, yeah, bro. He's, he's, he's got how that to pro- work the fucking people. Right, man. He's got that pro wrestling mentality, bro, about how to like sell the match. You know what I mean? Which is yeah. great. That's what yeah. you're supposed to do, man. You know what I mean? So he's he he he's not dumb. He knows, bro. But you know what? Yeah, man. Um, Jake yeah, Paul will drop him. I think Jake Paul. If that fight, if that fight was to ever man. happen, I, I do think he'd drop him. I don't know about that. He's banged in the yeah. He does guys yeah, right. like Stipe, and he took that's Stipe's true. That's true. Best shots, and he fucking ended up knocking out Stipe. But 
Listen, man, real quick before we move on, <laughs> and we need to move on. <laughs> we keep saying that we're going to move on, but we're stuck on this motherfucking. <laughs> Wasn't Jake Paul at the fights, man, last night? The, uh, the Masvidal fight? But Daniel Cormier got in his face and they exchanged words. And uh, well, anyways, man, I think it's fucking stupid, man. Bad. Moving on, man. Last night, and we are recording this on a Sunday. Uh, for those of you, I don't know when it'll be out, but last night, one streak ended, but the undefeated streak remains. Edgar Berlanga was coming into this fight with a 16-0 undefeated streak. Every fight by way of knockout in the first round. Last night, I always said, listen, man, I love this kid. I love his power. He's a star. He's, he's a star. Puerto Rican fighter, you know, the sport of boxing cannot go on without a Puerto Rican star. Okay? <laughs> That's true, man. You, you have you have the Mexican star with Canelo. Right. You need a Puerto Rican star. Okay. We got something that if Berlanga keeps winning, everybody knows the Puerto Rico versus Mexico rivalry is one of the most storied rivalries in the history of boxing. Okay. It's fucking money. And we have something in the making here, okay? If Berlanga keeps winning, and if Canelo is still at the top, at some point, they're going to make that fight. and It's going to be huge, and it's going to be the big fight that the sport has needed for fucking years, brother. Yeah, okay? true, but would, is, is Berlanga ready for a fight like that, you think? Not right now, no. That's but, what I'm saying. But let's talk about that, okay? Last night, he fought Nicholson. Berlanga scored four knockdowns in that fight. The fight went the full eight rounds. Okay, so my hat goes off to Nicholson for being game, for being a tough competitor. He got up each and every time on that last one. In that last one, if... If that raw hook you're talking about? (laughs) Yeah, if there was another 10 seconds left in that fight, he would have been done. Oh, no doubt. If... If this were a 10-round fight, he would have been done definitely by the next round. He Look, man, but, um, he was tough, but he got destroyed. Let's be real. You know what I mean? Yeah, man. He, you know, Berlanga, he had a uh, pretty easy fight. It was pretty easy. I, I think he, you know, he won by unanimous decision. And this is, this is something that I've been wanting to see. This is something that a lot of true boxing fans and boxing people have wanted to see is they wanted to see this guy put in rounds, you know, and it finally happened. And I'm glad that this whole streak shit has ended because that's, you know, something like that stays with you. It sticks with you. It's on your fucking mind. It almost, it becomes this thing, you know, where there's this expectation, right? Right. You know, and it plays a fucking in part your in, in your fucking psyche. And it's like, but I'm fucking glad that it's done with. He can move on from this shit and concentrate on what fucking matters. But he put in the rounds. He got the fucking necessary experience. And you know what? It was an eight-round fight, right? And my man carried that power to the fucking, to the last belt. Dude, I'm telling you, he, he didn't really break a sweat. I mean, he did, but, like, he was still full of energy, bro. Like, you know what I mean? Once did that fight, he could have kept going, I think, man. He impressed me. I'll admit, I didn't know too much about him. And what our listeners don't know, 
you pretty much called it as well that this possibly could happen with this fight. Right. The listeners don't man, know man. that, unfortunately. I know, man. You said it. You Dude, said you it. You know what, bro? I should be. I should start a new business where I <laughs> advise people that bet on fights, man. Man, you I'm tell- I'm telling you, bro. <laughs> I'm the telling only you. time, the only time I was wrong, and I wasn't wrong because when I huh. called Trinidad versus Hopkins, oh, I said shit. Trinidad's gonna win by a knockout. But I felt that I had to say that. <laughs> I had to say that because, you know, the Puerto Rican in me said, "Nah, man, I got a butt." Inside in my mind, I'm like, "Fuck, man!" You thought Bernard's from here, brother. Probably take exactly. Him. Yeah, <laughs> I'm like, up man, <laughs> Bernard's gonna take him to the deep waters. He's gonna take him to the last round. And right. I don't you think knew gonna deep win. down. Yeah, man. You I, knew I, deep I just down, knew, man. man. I, yeah, exactly. So, so technically, I'm 100, percent man. You know. But anyways, <laughs> so yeah, man. Berlanga got his rounds in, and listen, man. It's not like Berlanga. It's not like he goes in there trying to knock these guys out. He doesn't, you know, when you see him, he's, he goes in there. It looks like he goes in there and this is good. He goes in there with the mindset of going out however long. One yeah. Round, you know what? He's five. pretty calm, bro. Like he's very calculated. He's very calculated with his, with the way he strikes, man, which I like. You, that you impressed me. Right. Yeah. Um, And, you know, and that's good. I'm fucking happy. But bro, he's he's got that natural God given power, man. I mean he does he's not he lands that shot. I mean, he's not trying to knock you off, but bro, it might just <laughs> turn your fucking lights off, man. You and, know what I'm saying it might uh, Man, that's what impressed me about the fight. Like I'll admit, I didn't know too much about him. You were telling me all about him just a few days ago off the air, right? And then seeing this fight, I'm like, damn, this this kid got something, man. I'm not going to lie. I like him. I like his style, man. Yeah, brother. And, you know, him being Puerto Rican and he knows that Puerto Rican people get behind their fighters. You know, he, he plays that up and that's very mm-hmm. smart because that's going to generate a lot of money in the long run. Okay. He's still young. He's still learning. He, he still needs some more experience. But I can see that big money fight. He feels that in two years, he'll be ready for Canelo. Okay. Uh, listen, man. And that's fair, you know, man. I think it's a fair assessment, but in the world of boxing, man, you you just never know. Because, man, Canelo's been in there with, with some fucking heavy bangers. Canelo's been in there with some great boxers. Canelo's a guy who has seen it all. And, <laughs> and he's a tough fucker, bro. You know, he's a all strong right. fucker. He's a, you know... This would be such a mega fucking fight, bro. You know, man. Hopefully, in two years, the planets, the the stars, the moons all align, and we can get this. You know what I'm saying? As long as it's the same Canelo two years from now that we have today, then, oh, bro, I- it's a mega, it's a super fight. You know what I'm saying? Like definitely, and and the whole Puerto Rican Mexican thing too, it rekindles that rivalry. And I must admit, looking from the outside, not being Mexican or Puerto Rican, I love that rivalry, bro. There's something special about it, man. And I, I can even great. feel it. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, like, brother, listen, um, you know what do you call it, man? Uh, that that card featured quite a few fighters from Puerto Rico. Um, I liked the fucking of young up-and-coming prospects. I think the future of Puerto Rican boxing is bright. 
Berlanga seems to have a good head on his shoulders. He has goals. He has a good team. Bro, I'm expecting to see him in two years ready to challenge. I'm not going to lie, you know? man. For a kid his age, he seems pretty switched on and mature, man. There's something, like I said, it's his calmness, bro. There's something about him. Like, I think he's not going to go down that fucking route. I could be dead wrong. But just from just from what I've sort of can see and, and the feel I get, I feel like he's got his head switched on, man. You know, it looks like he really wants this. So right. that's one thing. His girlfriend is actually pregnant. So having a family will hopefully help anchor him on that side of things. So hopefully he fucking stays hungry. He keeps winning. He keeps impressing. He keeps improving. And in two years, man, you know, we can have that big fight. I can see it, man. I can see it. Just as long as Canelo is still on his game, man. Right. Because that's the only thing that concerns me, man. But I think it's realistic, man. I mean, I can see it happening. I just hope it's the same Canelo and we don't get one that's sort of on the way down. You know, you know what I mean? Because then... I got you, man. I got it kind of changes you know, things man, a little bit. Yeah, the thing about boxing is, man, father time is a motherfucker. It bro. is, bro. You know, it happens to in everyone. In the sport man. of boxing, yeah, in the sport of boxing, man, you can get old overnight, Fast, man. right. All it takes is that one fucking war, whether you win or lose, man. You know, there's certain fights that just take a lot from a fighter. And what they take, you never get back, brother. Yeah, man, it's fucked you know, up, bro. Again, man, hopefully Edgar Berlanga stays fucking healthy, stays motivated, keeps improving. And again, in, in two years, we can have that big Puerto Rico versus Mexico fight. And speaking of Puerto Rico versus Mexico, you know, I'm not seeing a lot of news about this. This should be all over the fucking place. Apparently, Miguel Cotto has signed a contract to fight against Juan Manuel Marquez. And I don't know if it's an exhibition. I don't know if what the fuck, but, but this is happening now. This is a fucking dream match. Yeah, 10 years ago. <laughs> even yeah, longer. Yeah, ten, even longer, bro. But wasn't Juan Manuel Marquez a fucking lightweight? Didn't he last fight at lightweight? I could have sworn he did too, bro, but I'll double check. I'll double check. But what's he at now? Like, how big is he now? Have you seen him? Like, in... Like lately, in person? No, 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 man, not at all. But I'll tell you this about Cotto, man. Cotto's a good businessman, okay? Oh, of course, I don't man. see Cotto, I don't see Cotto agreeing to come down to 135 to, to 140. I, I fucking don't, okay? He, also, Cotto is always in shape. Cotto, to this day, still wakes up very early in the morning to go run, to go to the gym, Okay. But I'm still surprised that this fight is going to take place because, you know, Cotto was fucking done. Cotto, um, you know, um, not done physically and all that. I no. mean, yeah, sure. He wasn't at the top of his game when he left. I think he made the right choice in leaving. But what what, what I mean by it, by done is that Cotto wasn't even a fucking fan of boxing. That surprised me, bro. I'm not going to lie. I was shocked about that, man. Like, because Cotto is one of my favorites, bro. Like, throughout the years, man. The fact that he was never into it, I never knew that, dude. No, you know, it's not that he was never into it, but he's just not, by his account, he hasn't been following the, the sport of boxing, which I find hard to believe, especially when he has a promotion. <laughs> I mean, I, I don't know. He's kayfabing us, bro. 
<laughs> I, yeah, right. Hundred percent. It must be, man. But in but, saying that, yeah, he should destroy markets, bro. Really, let's be real, bro. Naturally bigger, naturally stronger, and Cotto is one of those fighters that that's fucking powerful, man. He's he's a strong fighter. He, you know, he's got he's got great power, but it's not like that one punch power like you see Berlanga. Right. That, but there's something about he's got this strength. He's Everything finesse he too, fucking, bro. He's one of, of these small guys who are deceivably he strong. He knows how to you use know? his body, bro, to, like properly, bro. Right. How to throw a punch. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. But you know what, man? Uh, the punch that really made him who he was at first was that body punch. The fucking body, that exactly, hook, bro. That hook to the body. He was known. He would for destroy being body people punching. with the liver shots, bro. Like, uh, dude, he was fucking throwing shots. He was dislocating shoulders and shit. <laughs> what the fuck? Wait, yeah. wait. His own shoulder or no? I was gonna say, opponents, man. how the fuck do you dislocate he would, he someone else's shoulder? Would, but- yeah, listen, man. I used to train in the gyms there, the Puerto Rican gyms. Right, they, right. They used to tell me, "Yo, you fucking, you know, when a guy has his guard up, hit him in the shoulder." That's fucking in the, smart, you know, bro. Yeah, you know, yeah, that's yeah, actually bro. smart. Hit him bro. there, pepper right. him there, bro. Makes they're, total they're, sense. Their arms are gonna get tired. They're gonna <laughs> drop. You know, man. And yo, I remember, man. I forgot the fighter. It was. I want to say he was. Was he a, a Russian fighter? I'm not sure. I forgot the fight, but he landed a shot to the shoulder. It took the fucking dude's shoulder out, bro. It no took it out. shit, bro. Is he the only fighter to have done fight? that? Not really, no. But, I never um, hear that shit, bro. That's that. That's pretty amazing to actually do that, man. Like, think about yeah, it. Bro. I've never heard like anyone take someone's shoulder out by just punching it, bro. That's pretty fucking. Yeah, I know it's crazy. But, that's crazy, um, man. There came a point in his career where he, for some reason, um, unexplicably, he abandoned his body punch, and he wasn't. He just wasn't as effective without it. Yeah, well, that's know? strange. Why would he and do he that? And he started though? getting. I don't know, man. You know what made Cotto very appealing? And many people may not even realize this. Yes, he was a fucking skilled boxer. He, he was a powerful boxer, strong guy. But Cotto was vulnerable. He was a vulnerable fighter. I don't think I've seen any other big name fighter, in, you know, who would be, who would face adversity That's as many true. times as he did. I mean, he was at the brink of getting knocked out. Uh, I don't know if you remember that Torres fight. It was on HBO, man. He went down and, yo, he got up, but he was fucking taking a walk down Queer Street, bro. I think I do remember the fight, man, vaguely. Yeah. Now that I think about but, it, know, because he should have lost really in, in many ways, but... But he came back to win by, by a knockout. Um, anyways, man, it's, it's an interesting fight, but I just don't see... I don't see Juan Manuel being able to beat Cotto. Maybe no, this fight Juan, was at, at 135. Well, you're right about Marquez. He was going between lightweight and and welterweight. He was bouncing around divisions, quite a few of them. But yeah, he always but stayed between them two. Was it was it junior welterweight or welterweight? Welterweight, welterweight not junior welterweight. So 147. Right. So between 135 to 147. All right. Cotto's last fight was what? At 160, right? I'll tell you now, I was actually going there, funny enough. I was halfway typing his name. You know, he still looks good, bro, for his age, I must say, man. And you know what? 
He's in shape, bro. The age difference between Marquez and Cotto as well is fucking... 10 years, right? 10 years, pretty much. Well, it's seven, but you could pretty much say it's 10 years. But um, would you ask me what what division he he fought last, did you say? Yeah, yeah, middleweight, right? He was middleweight, yeah. So 160, all right. Yeah, before that, he was light middleweight. He started out, I think, at 135 or at 140. He started at light welterweight and then went up to welterweight. And then from there, he went to light middleweight and then middleweight. He actually progressed every time in the divisions, which is pretty good. And he won titles in all of them. And what's awesome about Cotto is, man, Cotto won titles even after everybody said he was done. He would come back. He got with Freddie Roach and shit. And he got a lot of his old style back. And, bro, a lot of people counted him out against a lot of fighters. And he beat them all. He recaptured world titles. Man, you know? he, he was definitely, like I said, he was he was one of my favorites growing up, man. And not just that, man, his fights were such a big deal. I mean, it, it even was transitioning all the way down here, bro. So put it that way. You know what I mean? When he was, when he's, when he was fighting, bro, that shit was getting promoted big time even here, man. No. No, no bullshit. Like, that's how much of a big deal Cotto was, man. And still is in many ways, but you know what I mean? Cotto's a fighter that that a lot of people from from all walks of life uh, liked, supported. He had fans from every ethnicity. Cotto's a guy, you know, and he made it based on his skill, based on his toughness, because his English, he couldn't speak English. He learned English. He did learn English. He wasn't great English. (laughs) You know, his English... It wasn't good. And he never really put on a show at a press conference. I actually covered a press conference once. Um, so I got to meet him. Oh, he, really? He was always fucking stone faced. Never said more than, I than love that, he bro. needed to. Right, right. He never put on a fucking exaggerated performance. He was in all order serious, to, man. To sell a fight. Right, right. He's just all fucking business, bro, you know? Literally. Um, like I said before, the appeal was that he was a vulnerable fighter that could get hurt at any moment, but would just fucking be tough as n- He was like, he was sort of a, a Puerto Rican Arturo Gatti mixed with... Um, because you know what, man? Arturo Gatti's a fighter that, that didn't have to fight the style he fought because Arturo Gatti could box, you it's know? It's true, it's true, man. Whenever he fought a superior boxer, you know, he would have to, like, get into that raging bull mode in order to stay in a fight. I fucking get it. But Kodo, too, is another guy who would abandon his boxing and get into wars that he didn't man, have to, tell me someone you know, who, at fucking times. Right, and he's fought the who's who. That division was special, bro, during those days, bro. Think about the fighters. In, look who he went up against. Mayweather, Pacquiao, you know what I mean? Claudia, you name it, bro. You can go on and on and on, bro. He was in every super fight, bro. Uh, the Mosley. The Mosley fight. Mosley, right. I think was the fight. That's what put um, him on the map, bro, really. Like, proper. Yeah. That put him on the map, yeah. no, no doubt about it. But, uh, you know, man, Juan Manuel Marquez is one of the best Mexican fighters in a while, in a long time. Great fucking boxer, tough guy. He can punch, you know. He's old school, saw, man. Yeah, definitely old school. We saw what he did to fucking Pacquiao. <laughs> they had a great series of fights. Was it the first fight that was a little bit controversial? Yeah, but didn't Pacquiao win the second one? I believe so. And then I'm pretty sure he, he ended did. up winning right. the last one by 
by that vicious fucking knockout yeah. that Pacquiao just walked right in. Uh, see, know? that's why, like, Pacquiao, uh, after that first fight controversy and all that, Pacquiao just said, yeah. the fuck that? I'm going to just show him who I am. You know what I mean? Yeah. And he pretty so, much did, bro. Yeah, so a lot of people are going to point to them and be like, well, if he did that to Pacquiao, when Pacquiao demolished photo, nah, brother, this is something a lot of people need to understand. Styles yeah. make fights. Styles make yeah. fights. There is a chemistry to this shit. And not only that, Cotto has clear advantages. But Marquez was a guy that I always wanted to watch, okay? Oh, definitely. For sure. But he didn't have the same mainstream appeal that Cotto. Unfortunately... No, no way. Unfortunately, Marquez is known more for the fighter that drank his own piss than he is for <laughs> any fight or any, you know, to the mainstream, you know... No, I get to you, the casual bro. fan. No, you're right. Okay? You're right. It was, he was very, like... It was really the Mexican fan base... And nothing else per se, if you get what well, I mean. Know, man. Yeah, the boxing purists purist yeah. knew right. him, loved them. You know, the average asshole that that just you know pays to watch a fucking fist fight know him more for the guy who drank his own piss. But let's not get and it we've twisted. We're about that shit. <laughs> right, exactly. But let's not get it twisted. I mean, he was a name. Like you, you should have known who he was. Absolutely. Let's be honest. You know what I mean? Like absolutely. He was yeah. around, man. He was he was around. Him and his brother, man. Yeah. Right, exactly. No doubt about it, man. So it's, it's not like he was nothing. I mean, those days were fucking special. It was a special time, bro. And, and right now in boxing, it seems like we're slowly getting, like there's a lot of up-and-coming fighters coming in, coming through. Oh, man. But it was never going to recapture those times, bro. I don't know, man. That was a, that was a real special time, bro. There was, a, there was so many legendary fighters, man, in, in that division too, bro. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, you want to know what, man, talking about that before we get out of here. But real quick, I'm going to go with Cotto, not only because no contest, bro. Puerto Rican, right. but I just really feel that he has that he has the advantages at this stage in both of their lives. <laughs> Big time, bro. That fight. You oh, know? I'm telling you, you, man. Oh, Cotto, hands down, bro. And I'm not saying, look, if they were at their peak, both of them, It'd be a very good fight. I still reckon Cotto would have won, though. I, either way, his power would have been too much for Marquez. You know what I mean? Because Marquez is yeah. like an old school style fighter, man. I just think Cotto would just rip right through him, bro. Even at their peaks. Well, That's just my I opinion. Believe, I believe they're fighting in June, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah, they I are, right. Wrong. I think it is We'll June. have to wait and see, man, you know. There's but uh, real, June, real quick bro. before we exit. The fucking ring. Yeah. I posted a question. I posted a, a poll on my Instagram. You people can follow me at the rational one. That's the underscore rational underscore one. One is spelled with a zero instead of an O. I posted this question. I said, boxing needs less. And then the two choices were champions or weight class. What do you think got the most vote? Well, you think champions. You are correct. <laughs> boxing, according to the people that voted, 83% felt that boxing needs less champions to the 17% that thought that they needed less weight classes. I feel the weight classes are fine. I definitely think we have too many champions. Oh, it's it wasn't hand, something. Bro. It wasn't something that bothered me before. But the fucking problem is, man, the fucking bullshit and the issues and the problems when it comes to fucking negotiating these people. So many fucking big fights don't go past negotiations because they got these organizations and the fighters also 
have fucking, you know, don't make things any easier, but it's mainly organizations, you know, man, they're looking out for themselves and for their pockets. But check this out, right? Most of the popular MMA podcast, Cage Theory, Blake Troop, he said neither. It needs more big fights and stars. Uh, he can, yeah, gonna, he's got a point. He's got a point, man. He makes a good point. We haven't had those big crossover stars since the days of fucking quote. I mean, you know, you got Canelo. Right. How many other stars do we have? Can we say have actually crossed over into the fucking mainstream? I think right with now, guys like, yeah. No, who? Nobody. Right. I think that, right, well, you know, you got Tilfimo uh, Lopez, but he's, he's getting not there. there. He's not there yet, he's bro. Not, I, I don't, you know what, bro, to be honest, he's, I'm not sure that he's going to get there. Oh, uh, it's, you know what, man? He's a great fighter, though, man. I'll give him that. He's got power, right. too, bro. He's actually, man, he's almost like the Matrix, the way he fights, which is kind of weird. Man, he just ducks, weaves, and then the way his counter punches are, bro, they're fucking, they're deadly, bro. I'm not going to, I'm not going to lie. You know what it is, brother, I think, and I could be wrong about this, and this isn't fucking racial. This isn't fucking xenophobic. You know, I know what, exactly I know what you're going to say. Get into the shit. But the world of boxing, man, the world of boxing, right, man, American champ, they love their American champions. Right. They love their Latino champions. You know, I think that a lot of Russians a few years ago came out of nowhere, bro, and they yeah. took over the fucking sport. They're I mean, fucking they good fighters, fucking... bro. They're good fighters, and, man. And, and they deservedly the so, man. Yeah, yeah. fuck yeah, but you know? they still don't get that sort of credit. I don't know why, bro, but it's true, man. Like, you know, you're, you're great spot fighters, on. Right. Tough fighters. Definitely tough. Skilled fighters, but they just didn't have that same crossover appeal that matinee appeal. They didn't. You know, you know when you don't speak English, bro, right. when you don't speak English, it doesn't matter where you're from, man. It makes right, it right. even that much harder, bro, to use fun, a right. wrestling term, get over. Yep, it's true, yeah. man. It is what it is. But in saying that, they're very stone-faced fighters too, bro. Like, they, they, they've got no personality most of the times. You know what I mean? That's a problem Absolutely. too. Like, Listen, if man. they showed a bit of charisma, that, that could right. it might be a little different. So, because people love fucking personality, bro, whether people realize it or not. Right? Right. So, that's that's what's missing with the Russian sort of fighters, man. See, with the Latinos. Listen, man. If fucking Koro was Russian, he wouldn't have oh. been as big as he was, man. Oh, dude. He's yeah. perfect. He could be. He doesn't look Russian, but he could pass like a Russian mentality type of guy, though. Definitely. <laughs> no doubt about it. But you know what? Koro looks cool, but, bro. There's something about him, bro. Even though he's not your typical, like, brashy sort of uh, Latino type of fighter. You know what I mean? Right. He's all business. Like you said, he's got this charisma without doing anything, bro. I think it's just his look, too, man. It, it's hard See, to man, explain. The thing about Puerto Rican fighters, too, is that, that when you're a Puerto Rican star and you're a boxer, the Puerto Rican actors, singers... Whatever, Everyone man. gets behind it, man. Yeah. They fucking, you know, man, they help you, man. They jump on that bandwagon and they help you get to that point. You know, man, you always see these guys coming love out to the ring man. Right. with fucking either Daddy Yankee or yeah. Fat Joe show right, up and right. shit. You know, man, uh, shout out to Blake Troop, man, for that. And uh, I'm looking forward to the next episode of Cage Theory. For sure. What up, Blake? You know, for those of you that don't know, Cage Theory is an MMA podcast. And you will not get a better breakdown of the sport of MMA. Shit, I don't think you'll even get a better breakdown in any sport, whether it's combat sports, whether it's basketball, fucking handball. 
no doubt, no doubt. Great show, guys. Check it out. It's on the Rational Rage Network. You know what? Before we leave, man, we're making some changes. We're making some adjustments. We want to start a sport division of the network. You know, we're going to have this show on there, the fight show. You know, obviously, we, we talk about boxing. Cage Theory does MMA. We're looking for people who want to host a podcast, whether it's soccer, whether it's football, whether it's fucking whatever, man. Yo, send an email to rationalrage.mailbag at gmail.com. Send us some links to something. You got to show that you're already hosting. Yo, send us links. You know, man, you want to get some exposure. You want to join the Rational Rage family. Rationalrage.mailbag at gmail.com. Hit us up. Don't be shy. Don't be shy. And on <laughs> that note, Jimmy, let them know where they can find you, brother. Just look up PWC on all social media. And sorry that we haven't been around in a while. We're just re-sort of getting back into the groove of things. So expect us back this week. But in saying that, make sure you subscribe at rationalragenetwork.com podbean.com that's where you'll find every show on the network no doubt no doubt and you know guys wherever you download favorite podcast for example podcast spotify teaser look for us follow us through this subscribe to us um, share the content if you like the content and you have the option to leave a review i would appreciate a five-star review you know man i'm not too proud to beg for that you can follow me on instagram the rational one again that's the underscore rational underscore zero n e uh you can also follow the network at rational dot rage that's on instagram Look for us on Twitter. Look for us throughout social media. You know, man, we want to interact with you. Send us emails. And again, that email is rationalrage.mailbag at gmail.com. But get in contact with us, whether it's Twitter, whether it's Instagram, Facebook, on YouTube even. You know, look for us on YouTube, Rational Rage Network. But ladies and gentlemen, we just went 12 rounds. Thank you for your support. Thank you for tuning in. And he's Spiro. I'm Jimmy T. And you're listening to The Fight Show on the Rational Rage Network. Peace. Peace.